came to a comedy show, they're like, I love your podcast so much. And after the show, they were like, I honestly didn't know that you were so funny. And it, obviously it's nice. Like, it's nice that she came out and she, like, saw that I'm funny. But the podcast should reflect that I'm funny in some capacity. Oh, yeah. But it doesn't. But it doesn't. Because you always talk about Ukraine. I, I'm For always years. mentioning Ukraine. Are we recording? Oh, good. Oh, this is good. Oh, See, good. this feels this natural. Is, yeah. Yeah, you I do snuck have to clap, in. though, which will... As soon as I... I to don't. sync the sound? Yeah, you don't. Okay. Yeah, you don't have to do well, that. Then I won't clap. Thank Rolling. You. Rolling. Lights, Qu- camera, action. Um, okay, today we have <laughs> my friend, Ahmed <laughs> Weinberg. Ahmed, tell me about how you grew up. I am half Muslim <laughs> and, and half Scientologist. What? Yeah, so things That's got pretty crazy. awkward around Thanksgiving. Yeah, what do you even do? Some people are like, Allah is the one true God, and then and the others like, are no, like— it's Tom Cruise. No, it's aliens. Um, isn't it—so I know a few people who are Scientologies. Okay. Scientologists. Okay. And it's one of those things where it's like— there's a lot of different sects, not yeah. sex, but there's a lot of sex in religion, but there's a lot of different sects of in Scientology? religion. No, just in religion. And, yes. You know, they're all pretty widely accepted for the most part. Like Christianity, you're like, yeah, sure, sing those songs, do your little dance. Catholicism, you're like, yeah, dunk yourself in some water, wear a little robe. Mm-hmm. Judaism. Fuck a kid. Yeah. Yeah. That's a big one. Yeah. That's a baptism right there. Oh, yeah. Baptism by fire. Yeah. But um, Scientology is a relatively new one. And so in my head, I'm like, it's fake. How could anyone do this? This is fake worship. But also it's like, so is... (sighs) Well, my understanding is Scientology kind of started as like a more cool hippie thing. That it was like a very, uh, it was like this new age spirituality Mm. that was like kind of silly, but like hippies were into it. Yeah. Like my grandma was, she says before she passed, she would Mm. say always, I was the biggest hippie in Cambridge. Wow. Massachusetts. You should have made her a shirt. Oh my God. I want a tattoo that says, well, she had so many sayings that I want tattoos of. Yeah. Rattle off a few. Okay. She would say trip after trip. Oh, like actually trip? Like would she like just everything like was a trip. Mm. Like I would like she would be given a bowl of soup, same bowl she got every day. Yeah. And she would take a she would take a sip and she'd be like, This is the best soup of my entire life. Wow. And we'd be like, We give this to you every day. Yeah. It's just from a can and she'd go, trip after trip. <laughs> I don't get it. <laughs> no. Nothing she said really yeah. made sense, but it did in her yeah. beautiful trip mind. Trip after trip. Trip after trip. Um, I talk about this on stage, but she thought my dad was a woman. Like forever or just when she started losing? (laughs) Yeah, forever. (laughs) No, when she had dementia. Got it. She would nudge me and she'd be here and she'd be like, who is that woman? Does your dad have any feminine qualities? Zero. Something about his energy. Extremely cis. Trip after trip. Trip after trip. And then he would be like, I'm not, I'm your son. Yeah. I'm Jeff. I've been taking care of you every day for eight years. And then she'd be like, some women are like that. (laughs) And I, I, she like really thought that he was a woman. Yeah. And she couldn't 
she couldn't change her mind. Yeah. But so I'm you, thinking but, some women are like that would be a good tattoo. <laughs> some women are like that. Some <laughs> yeah. women are like Jeff. Some women are just, they think they're men and they think they're your son. Yeah. Yeah. Some women. Yeah. That's like her version of women be shopping. <laughs> yes. Some women are like that. Hey, I mean, it's true. Some women are just like that. And then didn't you say in your stand-up, you talk about how she had a crush on you when she had dementia? She would like flirt with you? Yeah. Well, like, so... She had all, she was very religious. She would always say, I'm a God freak. I'm a God type. Okay, but just to clarify for people who don't know you. Yes. Ahmed is my friend. He's okay. a very funny stand-up comedian. Wow. You make very funny sketches. Aww. One that I got to be a part of for a brief moment. And people raved, by the way. About my one moment. About your performance. Of rejecting you in front of the pizza shop after our the date. The owner of the pizza shop said he loved it. No way. Yeah. He just liked that his... Pizza shop was in the background. He loved the video, and then he was like, wait, my pizza. There's like, He was just like, what? Oh, <laughs> yeah. So less about me, more about. Yeah, he didn't say anything about you. Okay. Um, and But you're, you're, you're born with the Jewish ethnicity, right? Yeah. Well, or na- nationality? I'm, my dad was raised Jewish in uh-huh. Brooklyn. My mother was raised Catholic. Yeah. Oh, and- same with me. Really? Yeah, my mom was raised Catholic. My dad was raised Jewish. And did your dad's family have a problem with... uh... Yes, they wouldn't... My grandma wouldn't come to my house for Christmas. Trip after trip. Trip after trip. Some women are like that. Some women are like that. (laughs) Yeah, she would not come over. (laughs) Yeah. She she eventually came around and was, like, cool with it. But my mom would tell me stories that, yeah, in the first few years of our life, she, like, wouldn't come over if we had Christmas decorations up. Oh, yeah. Dating a goy? Yeah. That's. But my mom was pretty into it. She like, I think she took like some Judaism classes and she was like, you know, getting invested in the culture. Mm-hmm. That's um, good for her. But yeah, I think initially they were like, ay, 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 Larry, 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 bringing over these white devils. The legend. And um, now he's a beer model. Yeah, now he's sponsored by PBR. Yeah, that's full circle. Yeah. Um, I don't think my dad's family had a... Well, my dad comes from Jew, but they were, like, secular. You know, he got bar mitzvahed, but it wasn't, like, a big deal. Yeah. Um, and both his parents were Jews. Ethel, my grandma, trip oh, after trip. That's classic. And Kenny, my grandfather. Oh, I like that name. Kenny. Yeah, Kenny Weinberg. Wow. He's a great Kenneth guy. Kenneth or just Kenny? Uh, well, he goes by Kenny. I think his full name's Kenneth. Okay. Yeah, he worked in show business. He was a property master. Whoa. He, was, he worked on Annie Hall. Are you serious? The Godfather. No way. He was like the property master in New Nepotism. York City. Nepotism. Nepotism. That's why I'm a property Muhammad. master. Yeah, that's why you do stand-up comedy and make <laughs> yes. sketch videos. It all yes. makes sense now. It all, trip after trip. So then, okay. So this then, is so confusing to anyone listening because they're like, wait, where are we now? Because my grandfather's a prop master. But the point is. Better than being a grandmaster. Grand Wizard. Oh, yeah. I was trying to... Grandmaster Flash? (laughs) (laughs) Better than being a rapper. Better than being run DMC. Thank you. Um, So then my dad was uh, raised Jew and the parents divorced. He lived with his his mom in Cambridge. She Mm. was the biggest hippie in Cambridge. Um, And then they together found this guru... From Sri Lanka. Together, your your dad and your mom. My grandmother, 
How your grandmother found the guru. Yeah. So your grandma was the one who popped it all off. She popped it off. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. She started hanging with the Sufis. They're like the mystical Muslims. Oh. Yeah. I talked to Mo about this. Why um, does that sound familiar? I don't know. Is there any sort of reason why I would know Sunni. that? No. Because Sunni and Shiite are the two main Islamic, okay, but yeah. then Sufi is more obscure. It's, oh, so it's not Sufjan Stevens. No. Okay. No, sorry. No. Sufjan? Is that how you say it? Sufjan? Suf, Sufjan? Su, I thought it was Sufjan. 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 Okay. I'm canceled. I've been saying Sufjan canceled. for years. There's some guy on TikTok who made a song that's like, uh, do you remember that? He made a song that's like this funny little song that's about like, uh, I think I'm cool, but I don't know how to say Sufjan Stevens. Bonnie, oh, it's Bon Iver's Bon Iver. But I think there's a line in the song where he says... Sufjan? Sufjan. Sufjan. It is does give you a leg up in this world to have something that people don't really know how to pronounce. Yeah. Because then they have to, like, respect you a little bit. Well, and it's just, it becomes a conversation. Yes. You know? Which I hate most of the time. A conversation? Well, about my name. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, because it's Ahamid. It's not a traditional Muslim name, which would be Ahmed. Or Muhammad. Mm -hmm. So every Muslim I meet is like, Ahamid? You're like, yeah, my parents kind of did a little freestyling. They really did. Yeah. Yeah. Because where did they come up with that name? And is that the name that's on your birth certificate? Yes. They weren't like, we'll give him a white name, but then call him. No, my name is Ahamid Sultan Muhayyadeen. Sultan? Sultan's middle name. I did not know that. <laughs> yes, it's on Why? my driver's license. Why? Uh, because. Um, <laughs> Wait, do the full name. Ahmed Sultan Muhayyadeen Sufyan Stevens Weinberg. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. Sorry, Sufjan. Wait, but your sister's name. Nor Kalima Rose Marifat Muhayyadeen Weinberg. No way. Yeah. But what did she go? Nori. Nori. Okay, that's why I guess I thought that maybe. She got it easier because it's kind of close to Nora. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And I'm kind of close to Ahmed. <laughs> So we're just one, we're trip after trip. like one, Trip after motherfucking trip. One degree from okay, Kevin so, Bacon. So Ethel got involved with these Suf, Sufis. Yeah, yeah. And she had, after she died, I went through her computer, which was fine. Was there any naughty stuff on there? <laughs> no. Did you find any weird shit on <laughs> Ethel's computer? Well, I found her journal. <gasps> and she had written about her life and all these like visions that she Whoa. had throughout her life. I mean, she did. She did trip. drugs. Yeah. But a, but a lot of the visions were pre LSD. Wow. And, and were like having these visions that she later came to find out were about this guru, this this man who's from Sri Lanka who came to the United States in the seventies, uh -huh. who's the Sufi Muslim. Uh huh. And uh, when she saw his picture in like a bookstore on a book, she like was she like took the picture and like put it in her house and she like knew there was a significance to it and someone came to her house and recognized the person in the picture and was like yeah that's that's Bawa Muhayyadeen he's a Sufi mystic he lives in Philadelphia but and then that's just how it all started whoa yeah and this was before your dad had met your mom yeah yeah my dad was young he was like 16 okay yeah so he grew up or to, younger actually. to this point like kind of a casual Jew well, yeah, casual Jew and then hippie mom. Yeah. And then like no rules, like he was homeless for a certain time and yeah, I don't know if he'd want me saying 
much more, but okay. kind of a tough hippie childhood. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. That's got to be chaotic when your mom is still on like this journey, but she has a kid to look after. Because she got, Ethel got married when she was sev- 17 mm. or 18 or whenever you can. And uh, Kenny got in quick. Kenny got in quick. Yeah. Yeah. She was a babe. I bet. So then when it, when the divorce happened, it was like time to go crazy. Mm. Yeah. So she, she didn't get to be like an adult on her own. Never. But now she has a kid. She dated a guy named Gandalf for a while, who was like a wizard. Wow. (laughs) Wait, okay, but then, okay, so your grandma, does she meet this guy? Yeah, yeah. She eventually went to Philadelphia and, like, met the community that's, like, you know, had started forming around the guru. Yeah. And um, she moved back to Cambridge and, like, started doing, like, the Boston branch, which Mm. was, like, they would, like— you know, hang out and talk about the guru up yeah. there. My dad, like, really loved it and wanted to move down to Philly and, like, be a disciple wow. of the guru and, like, live there and, like, do the whole thing. Yeah. And just be, like, spiritual guy. So then my grandmother eventually moved down with him because he wanted to live there. Yeah. Yeah. And that's where he met my mom, who was also a disciple of the guru. You should do a Muslim reboot of How I Met Your Mother. <laughs> yes. Called How I Met Your Muslim? <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. That's not good. And then, so they met at the, like, so they were both followers. They were disciples. Like, they, this community that formed around this guru, they purchased this big house in Philly that used to be a Jewish community center. Mm-hmm. And it just became, like, the center for them. So did they do any nasty show? Like, do you remember that documentary? Wild, 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 Wild Country? Yeah. Like, no, were but... they doing any, like, weird sex dances and... Well, I mean, no, no, no. Like, the guru, like, his whole thing was, like, really, like, just Islam. Hmm. Like, spirituality and, like, he he wasn't a bad person, Yeah, actually. It's crazy. It is crazy because those people, they get so much attention. And then, obviously, when you're getting that much attention, you're like, oh, I could do literally whatever and tell people to do whatever. Yeah. And they will do it. Yeah. And so, to be, to be in that position and be like, no. Exactly. Just, just spirituality. Just, like, pray and be a good person. And yeah. here's some lessons for life. And, yeah. He never, I didn't, I, he died before I was born, but um, everyone I like, talk to about this is like, oh, a guru, like that must have gone crazy and it was bad, right? And it's like, I don't think so. Nothing. Did anyone replace him when he died? No. Wow. No, no, no. one no. could fill those moccasins. No. Big moccasins to fill. Big tevas to fill. I mean, they reviewed him not as like a prophet. Yeah. But as like a like a spiritual descendant of like very like holy lineage and like not to be like no one could be that. Yeah. Is it common for Sri Lankans to be gurus? Because I feel like the ones that I hear about are always from India. Um, Same thing. Okay. I don't know. I know a guy from Sri Lanka. You do? Sajana. Yeah. Okay. We went to school together okay. and he had the first iPhone. Okay. We're in seventh grade. And he made it in a sweatshop. (laughs) His family brought it over. Um, But it was so cool. coffee, by the way? Oh, he's coming. It was so cool because he had the first iPhone and I sat next to him in class. So we would cheat on our tests because we finally had the internet on a phone. Oh, crazy. And it was so cool. And the teachers couldn't even. They didn't even know. Comprehend. Yeah. The possibility. 
It was so cool. That's like that's like one of those like fantasies of like going back in time and like knowing about the stock market. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Like to be able to have an iPhone before anyone did and just sit in class. Meanwhile, I had like my Motorola Razor. Oh, that was a good phone. Yeah, no, I didn't have that. That's what the popular girls had. What did you have? The, the popular girls had the Motorola Razor, mm-hmm. and they had the chocolate, the thing that, like, slid. Oh, yeah. Do you remember the chocolate? <laughs> That's and what you had? I had some, like, bunk ass. I had whatever, like, hand-me-down. But I was the first person to have a cell phone in my elementary school. I was in the fifth grade. Holy shit. I had my dad's hand-me-down cell phone, and it was one of those bricks. People would call it, like, a garage opener or a TV remote because it had, like, an extra battery pack attached to it because it was so old. Wow. Beautiful. um, It was so cool having a phone, even though people hated on me for it. What was the brand? I have no idea, like Nokia maybe. Okay. It was like a Nokia phone, I think, but it was so old that it was just, yeah, I was too um, irresponsible and I would always be lost, so I needed a phone. <laughs> yes. Um, That's beautiful. But yeah, okay. I think I had a razor and uh, I, th- I think I had one of the Blackberries with the little clit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like one of, the, I the forget. Little, yeah, the yeah, balls. yeah. Yeah. BBM. Oh, my fucking coffee's here. Thank God. Do you think he'll come in or do you think he'll end up just like calling? And do you being think we, like, if we invite him in, would he sit what for like. What does he look like? Oh, he has no photo. What's Elliot, his name? Elliot. Should we bring him in? I would love to. Mo, if he's outside, do you want to be like, hey, do you want to come up? He might buzz. We should, we should just get him up here and invite him in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'll do it without asking. Okay. Yeah. 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 And then like just point to that seat. And the microphone. I would love to see, like, what his day is like. Yeah, I used to do postnates. I used to do this. I did it once, and it was such a bad experience that I stopped after my first delivery. It's humiliating. Because I made, like, $4 on one delivery, and I was like, I'd rather rather sell my body. Yeah, that's what you're doing. Yeah. It's just, like, a different version of it. Yeah. You just have a car, so you're, like, selling that. And I felt so bad because you—L.A. is so bad with parking that, like, the chances of you losing all your money in a day because of a parking ticket making a delivery— Yes. It's terrible. But I will say, like, once in a while, you would get a good delivery to, like, a really rich person, and they would just tip you fat. And then you would—you'd be like— Keeps you going. Keeps you going. Yeah. But, yeah, most of the time was, like, I used to say, like, Bringing food I can't afford to people who don't deserve it. <laughs> like, that's yeah. how I felt. Yeah. I'm like, this food's so expensive. And then you bring it up a mountain mm-hmm. to like a billionaire and they don't even like it. Well, because to them, they're like, oh, well, this is the job. This is the job that you've signed up for. Why do I, you know, the mentality is like, that should be, incl- like, you should be. <gasps> Here he is. Here he is. Elliot? This is going to be the video that you post. I guarantee it. Here we it. go. Bring him in. Hi. Hey. How are you? Do you want to come in? We're filming a, a podcast. Do you want to talk to us? Because I used to do Postmates, and I would be interested in if you'd just share your experiences for a second. Uh, I'm sorry. I'm You're busy. Oh, that's okay. Oh, okay. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Thanks so much. Take care. Thanks, you too. That couldn't have gone worse. <laughs> I don't think he spoke English. Looks very like well, I need to I order another coffee. <laughs> Wait, I thought you went to Alfred. No, Starbucks. 
The photos looked like Alfred when I ordered. Now you're pissed. Yeah. <laughs> this is so rude of my guest to get me a coffee that I don't really want. Wow, these little stickers are cute. Cheers. Cheersies. Mm. 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 Not going to tip him, but it's pretty good. <laughs> Doesn't deserve it, but. Um, what were we talking about? Postmates. Postmates. Yeah. But it was something about rich people. Oh, just bringing this food to them and them like, see the, the humiliation oh, of it. Oh, I remember what I was going to ask. Oh, yeah. Going. Ask me. Well, I had a driver the other day who is a comic. But okay. one that I only know from doing like open mics a long time ago and someone who, you know, never left like the best impression on me. Someone who I was just, I would kind of keep a distance David from. David <laughs> No, I haven't seen him <laughs> in so long. just started listing names. Uh, yeah, I was talking about him the other night. Like he's, I was like, yeah, some people just disappear and you're like. What happened? Yeah, where are you? David Dorward, if you're out there, what's up? I think he's working in production. Oh, right, right. Yeah. Got sucked into that world. Got sucked into the PA world. Hey, God bless. But this guy, I felt so bad because he was doing my delivery. And I normally tip like 15% or 20% on deliveries. Mm -hmm. Because they also, this is what's annoying too. And I feel like a piece of shit because of it. If I go out to eat, I always trip. Tip 20% no Good matter what. But there's something with the Uber, like the Uber Eats or Postmates. They charge so many taxes on just delivery and driving that it yeah. really is hard for me to justify adding a 20% tip to that. Yeah. So I'll do like 15%. I do this thing where the, I go by distance. Yeah. Like if it's just somewhere in the neighborhood, I feel like 15 is fine. Yeah, you're close. Yeah, it's like usually three to five bucks. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, and then if you're far, I'm like, yeah, 20. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I do. Because it's Cause, time. Because I'll do Instacart with my groceries. Okay, rich. And I, I feel like, why am I giving you money based on how much my groceries cost? Mm. Because I, it's like I would different do it based groceries. by different items. However many items I'm getting. Yeah. That's more important than the cost of the items. I mean, Do I. You know what I mean, though. A hundred percent, and like just I, because I buy a fancy quinoa. Yeah. That wasn't harder for you to find than the cheap quinoa. Right, right, right. Yeah, I do think there's exceptions there. Like, I when I used to deliver pizza in Philly, and I would like bring it to a party with like twenty pizzas or something, and sometimes they would tip me twenty percent. Yeah. On that, and I'd be like. Oh my God, you idiot. Like, that's so much money. Yeah. So much more than this delivery was worth. But, yeah. like, thank you for not yeah. knowing. Because, yeah, I would get like a hundred bucks or wow. something. Yeah. Trip after trip. Trip after trip. Okay. So then, so you grew up just Muslim. Straight up. Straight up Muslim. Yeah. And well, me and me and my boyfriend are going to go to the mosque with you okay. soon. Yeah. You're not allowed, but. I've come. been no, I'm allowed. I've been to a mosque. I've been to the coolest mosque. I've been to the blue mosque. In Turkey? In Turkey. Whoa. Yeah. Is that in Istanbul? It is in Istanbul. Mashallah. Mashallah. Dude. Yeah. What brought you there? Um, a school trip. Okay, never mind. Yeah, I went on a school trip and we had a layover in Turkey before going to Italy. Okay. And when we were there, we went to the Grand Bazaar. 
Ooh. So we went to all the how little bizarre. shoppies. How bizarre. <laughs> how bizarre. How bizarre. How <laughs> um, And then we went to the mosque and I found out while I was at the mosque, I think I told you the story, but I found out while I was at the mosque on this school trip that my grandma had died. And you know when you find out information, but you find it out and at first it doesn't really feel real, like there's no emotions that go with it. Mm-hmm. Or you're like doing something, so you're like distracted by the reality of the situation. Yes. It was one of those things where I found out my grandma had died and she was old and, you know, it was kind of coming. And part, I was like sad, but I was also like so excited that I was out of the country on this school trip. I was going to this mosque and I was like, I had to take photos at the mosque, me and my friends, you mm-hmm. know. And so in the photos, I wanted to smile, but I was like, but people will know. Oh, yeah, yeah. So I, so I look very solemn and serious in all these photos. But really, you felt great. Really, I was like, this is so beautiful. That is a pretty cool place to find out someone has died. Yeah. In a very spiritual yeah. Environment. Did you have a moment? Did you pray? Did you did you kind of like Probably a little bit. Yeah. But I think in high school I was pretty detached from like symbolism and yeah. you know, emotional capacity. Yeah. But I'm sure that there was a moment when I was in there where I was like, Grandma, yeah, I love you. Be free. That's so sweet. Yeah. She never had any cool sayings though. I'm sure she did. Maybe she did, but she's she was deaf, so they would would have been in sign language, and I wouldn't have quite understood them. Maybe she did this. Blood? Yeah. That was our inside joke. <laughs> this is sign language. Oh, you can do it too. Cool. You know what I get? You know how people get, you know how people are like super sensitive about things? Yeah, like and the And sometimes you're like, yeah. They are so sensitive. People are so touchy. I know. It's like, just say. I just did this. Don't. In bloods, it's like, say the C word. Don't be afraid. Yeah. They like, don't, you know how they like. They don't say crip? Well, they don't. No, if you're a blood, you don't say words that start with a C. Oh, wow. I didn't you'll know say, that. You'll put a B instead. It's so like, bucklet, bit, bookies. That's so interesting. Is that true or is that just something that like white people who are far from that like have made up? It's true. I, I don't think they say bucklet bit Yeah. Compton, Bompton. Yeah. Yeah. So they, yeah. So I think oh, I that, see. yeah. Well, they say you're, oh, you're such thing, a bunt. Yeah. Yeah. You little bunt. That sounds so cute. <laughs> you're being a real BU next Tuesday. <laughs> you're being, do you think Crips call it? You're You're being a real kitsch right now. A kitsch? Sitch. A kitsch or a sitch? How would you pronounce the C on bitch? I gotta go. Bye. But I get so... <laughs> I got so confused in my head. About trying to think about situation? C's and B's. Yeah. Okay, but this is something that I get really upset about. Mm-hmm. Any deaf slander. Any sort of like like when people make the joke like um like when someone films a deaf person in public and they're like damn this homie's throwing up gang signs or whatever Ew. I get uncontrollably angry. Who Most does things that? it's very funny. I don't know, just people. People film someone doing sign language and they're like and they're like damn this fool's from the hood or something just like this happens a lot. This happens a lot. Up. Is this I've, on TikTok? Yeah. Oh okay. And it makes me so mad. Of course. Because I'm like, this is someone's language. That's the way that they talk. Yeah. You got triggered. I get triggered. Sure. That's Capital like how, T. like anyone I, that I've met who has uh, a 
sibling or relative or like someone on the spectrum, like autism, like deep tism, they hate that show, Love on the Spectrum. Because they're like, why? Because it's like, it just shows like the funny, cool parts of it and like romanticizes it. That was kind this of. This is the, just what I've heard. Totally. And that was kind of the controversy with the new show As We See It that Rick Glassman is in. Oh, I haven't seen it. I was reading some like articles about it and people mm-hmm. were kind of talking about how it's just like, it's more focused on the people in their lives who help them and I don't know, just something to that effect. So I guess, but also I'm like, it, it, sure, it's the good parts, but that's like, it's, it gives hope and it's, it's sweet to see, but I guess it's true. It's like, you're not showing the real thing. It's not showing the tantrums or the. Yeah. Or like what the life is like you know, outside of this experience that they're having where they're being set up on cool dates and it's like cute and funny and there's cameras and their parents are being really chipper and it's all like, you know, it's a little rose tinted, I would say, but I don't know. I loved the show and I was like, oh, this is so beautiful. All TV should be like this. Every human should be like this. Like it felt so, um, Especially because it's like about dating and and like showing up with flowers and like doing it like in such a humble, beautiful way. I'm like, oh, I just, I wish that was cool. Yeah, because I want to do all that stuff. I know. I think know? that's why the show is so good because they they have no filter necessarily. There's no like, oh, I shouldn't do that because it's weird and yes. like people don't like. It's just it's so pure. And yes. it's just so instinctual. Yes, it's like I'm just doing this because. This is what brings me joy. This is how I perceive dating to be. And also they date and they're just like so specific. It's like, do you like anime? Yeah. I love the guy. What's his name? Michael? (laughs) Oh, yeah. Did you see the season one? There's an episode where they're having dinner and he's like doing the one-on-one with the camera and the girl's like at the table and he's like, she doesn't like games. (laughs) And she's like, I can hear you. No, but it's so cute because he like so he brings cute. his Nintendo Switch. Yes. And just sets it up on the table and he's just immediately like, Do you want to play a game? Yeah. And I'm like, I love that. I yeah. want to do that. Yeah. Like I'm not allowed to because it's not cool, but yeah. I'd love to show up on a date and be like, You're trying to play Mario Kart right now? And it's so sweet because they find who they really like because they're just being themselves the whole time. There's no like, oh, I'll I'll be a little bit more this way because she seems to be more, you know, that. Yeah. It's just like, do you like this? Because I like this. And if you don't like that, deal breaker. Yeah. There's something inspiring about it. Yeah. You're like, oh, you're bringing your true self to this date. Mm -hmm. And you will continue to bring your true self. And there is no way you're going to change for this person yeah. in any way that doesn't feel right, yeah. you know? Yeah. Because I show up on dates, I'm like, what version of me do you want? Uh-huh. I'll be, I'll be anything. See, but I feel like you... I'm kidding. <laughs> no, you're not. I feel like you're someone who, you act the same around everyone. Do you feel that way? Yeah. Like in public? Like when you, I feel like you are a Hamed when you meet a stranger, when you're with friends. That's very sweet. Where I feel like I, I kind of shift a little bit because I like to associate it to my upbringing. Uh-huh. I like to really trauma dive and be like, why do I do the things that I do? But you're asking why you change? I'm not asking. I know why. But yeah. I'm just saying it's so beautiful when I see someone like you who in any situation— you are just yourself and you're like, I don't care if 
you're on board or not. I mean, I find myself act like, I don't know about acting different, but feeling different, you know? Like if there's like, I don't know, like celebrities shit, yeah. you know? Do you get weird around celebrities? Um, Do you feel like you jazz yourself up a little bit more? I don't know. Are they doing a Ukraine car parade? Oh, here, what? Should we check it out really quick? Let's look. Okay, let's look. Hold on. I just wish I was funnier. I wish I was funnier. Just I wish I was funnier. But I'm being my true self. Yeah. Good. Yeah. But sometimes I can be really funny and I don't know how to like find it. Channel it? Yeah. I know. I really sometimes I feel my funniest when I'm in a group of funny people. I think I'm funniest one-on-one with someone. Really? Yeah, we're on stage. I can, you know, that's why it's like a simple thing in my brain where I'm like, I'm the only one talking and I'm supposed to be funny. So I can just do that. But then uh, in groups, there's something about a bunch of people talking that makes me quiet. I guess it just depends because I was I was just in New York and I was in the green room at the stand. Okay. And... Mark Normand was there. Karen mm-hmm. Feehan was there. Joe List was there. Um, who else was there? Someone else was there. And we were all just kind of like joking around and riffing. Uh-huh. And I was like, oh, I want to keep up. I want I want to say something funny that these people laugh at. I think if there's funnier people around me, I try and be funnier. Like it pushes me. I don't think I'm like that. Yeah. Yeah. I think I get quiet in those situations when there's like a clear alpha and I'm like, I don't even care enough to like try to. Yeah. I mean, I guess it's like, it's like I use discretion depending on the group. Like if I don't know someone that well, I'm just going to kind of be a fly on the wall. And if I have something really funny, then I'll just throw in like one zinger. Yeah. 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 I have to be, it has, it's a weird formula. I have to be comfortable around people I really like. And also just like feeling goof, goofy. How's it going? We've Good, had so many you? guests come in the studio today. We had Elliot, the Postmates driver. Oh, I have to leave him a tip. I uh, quit <laughs> jeweling and started chewing nicotine gum. Yeah. Yeah. I love nicotine gum. I don't mind it, but I don't find it to be the same. I like putting something in my mouth. Of course. I like shoving a little stick in there. Oh, the suck? Yeah. That's the best part. But I'm just the nicotine gum is so good, and I, I can't understand why people would chew regular gum. I don't even get it. It's like your gum doesn't have drugs in it. It's just minty, <laughs> did you know, fresh. Did you know that hawker players? Hawker. Oh, I can't talk. I want to get a brain scan because I think that my brain is. I did that. Did you? I when I had um, good health care. I went to my doctor and I was but like, "Don't you have to have a reason?" Because I tried doing it. I had to get an MRI on like my butthole or something. There's something wrong. Uh-huh. And I was like, "Can you guys, while you're, you know, scanning, can you just do my brain?" And they're like, "No, you need a reason. Like, it's not good for you." Um, they just. My doctor was like, "Sure." Wow. <laughs> yeah. I was like, "Bye, dude." Bye. Love you Bye. He was, I was just like, I think there's something wrong with my brain, man. Like, I don't know how to describe it. Yeah. I don't know. I've just always felt weird and different, and I don't know. And he was like, all right. And I went and got scanned. And then what does the scan say? Sound normal. Normal guy. I want to get a scan. I don't have health insurance anymore, though. I did the MRI where you lay in the thing. Yeah, and it's like... And then I did a thing where they put, like, a helmet on me. 
And you like, got a helmet? I got a helmet. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Wow. I got like clockwork orange. Yeah. And you just sit there and then you like kind of go to sleep and they like scan your waves. Absolutely nothing. Isn't that kind of frustrating? It sucks. I did a I did a food <laughs> allergy test or yeah. a food sensitivity test. And you know, obviously you're hoping that nothing's wrong. Hopefully you're you're like, oh, I want to be healthy and I want to brag about it. But you spend a hundred and fifty bucks on this thing to find out you have no sensitivities and you're like, fuck you. Yeah. Fuck you. Give me one, give me one solid. Thing. Just something. It said I'm moderately sensitive to eggs. That's nothing. It's nothing. Yeah. It's so crazy that our lives are this good where we're like, I got to find a problem. I know. I got to find a single thing. Well, that because I, I can... think if you have a problem, then you have something to do. Then it gives you some purpose. You, you got to be... find a way to fix it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It keeps you busy. Yeah. Keeps you worn. Gives you something to talk about. And also it's like just being alive is like so hard and then you're like, but this is why it's hard. Yeah. But actually it's just hard. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Because like your brain is just like trying to cope with everything all the mm -hmm. time. So your brain is fine. My brain's good. Yeah. Um, I'm just stupid, I guess. I, I truly, oh, but what I was going to say that I flubbed on. Yeah. Hockey players, mm -hmm. they cut little, they make little cuts between their toes and put like dip in between their toes while they're playing. Oh, fuck. So they can get the nicotine so rush. Cool. Yeah. Someone was do just that. telling me that. Why don't they put it in their mouth? Because they're playing. They can't be having Spit. Zin packages. and. Why don't they do a patch? Well, that's what they, they do. Oh, I don't know. Because they're fucking hardcore. They're, they're hockey hardcore. players. That sounds like you would get infected immediately. I know. Immediately. It's disgusting. That's so hockey. What do you think is the hottest sport? Like Sexiest? for a woman. Yeah. Because in my head, anytime I think of hockey players, it's like guys that I want to fuck the least, but they're so hot. But right. I'm like, I, I'm going to hate you and you're never going to like me. You're objectively be... hot, but you're not for me. Yeah. Yeah. Um, females, sports. I don't know. I guess. I feel like volleyball. Volleyball is like the classic answer. But it's almost just like, well, tennis is pretty hot. Yeah. Because of this, like the, the skirts. skirts. Yeah. Um, it kind of is gross because I'm like. I think it just depends what they're wearing. Yeah. <laughs> That's like why I'm attracted. I think volleyball is sick for making girls wear booty shorts. Oh, really? Yes, because I I tried to be on a um, volleyball team in like high school or something. And it's just so inappropriate. There's creepy people who come to the games. You're oh, in yeah. high school. There's no benefit. Like there's nothing that wearing just gym shorts there's what do they no make you wear? They it's make you wear booty shorts. Booty shorts. Yeah. And the idea is that it's more mobile. Aerodynamic, I guess. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Just that extra inch less yeah. of fabric. Yeah. Yeah. Well, what about, well, swim is, you know, arguably even less clothing. Yeah. But they're, well, one piece. But they're underwater, you know. And they you have to wear the caps. Much. Yeah. You got to wear the swim caps. Yeah. I was on the swim team. Oh, were you? Yeah. Wow. I was on the swim team. Were you good or did you just I was decent. I can see that. I was decent. I was a decent swimmer. Did your did your back and shoulders get real ripped? No. I wasn't swimming that hard. Okay. But I did a pretty good job. Guess what sports I did? 
Um, and keep in mind, I had to do sports. I could see you if 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 playing like billiards was a sport. <laughs> I feel like I could see you being on like a billiards team, like with the gloves. I would have a thousand percent yeah. done that. Um, or bowling. Yeah. Yeah, something or like weird. Like chess club. Yeah, with I mean, I never. No. Um, I would say. Okay, what could you list off? Could you just rattle off sports? Football, basketball, tennis, squash. Yeah, I guess I could see what's squash. Oh, squash is pretty East Coast, but the, is that it like is lacrosse? here. No, it's like this. Um, you go in like this big box room, mm-hmm. and there's a little black ball mm-hmm. that's rubber, and you have rackets, and you have to like smack it against the wall. It hits the wall, then bounces, then you smack it. Mm. So the idea is to make the other person not be able to. Got it. Get it. That's yeah. fun. I could see you doing tennis. Mm-mm. Football? Mm-mm. Yeah, I was going to say there's no way. Here's the answer. What? Um, conditioning. Track. Just strength training? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Just exercise it was, class? It was, Calisthenics? it was during the winter. Oh, my God. It was God. an option for the athletes. Yeah. You know? Yeah. You would just, like, hang out in the gym. Yeah. Just lift some weight. I would just be a fucking asshole idiot oh, that's in the gym. So funny. Yeah. Were you funny in school? When I was young, yeah. But then, like, the societal pressures of like being cool made yeah. me like way less funny. Yeah. Like I just had to be like cool. And I was also I went to a private school and everyone was rich, mm. so I had a lot of like shame about not, not shame, but you know. I wanted to seem. You have to fit in. If you're not rich, then you can't just be your own person. You have to just fit in with what the rich people are doing. Yeah. And I was like hanging out with rich people who obviously didn't think like me or. Yeah. I, I But I kind of tried to like be like them. Yeah. So I wasn't funny because they're not funny. Yeah. If you're rich, you're not funny. But then couldn't you, isn't that an opportunity for you to earn your stake in their group by being the funny guy? It's not that I wasn't funny. I just think I wasn't being. You're suppressing. I was suppressing. Yeah. When I was younger, I think I was very funny. Same. Yeah. Same. I was a, I was crack them up Thursdays. <laughs> the Laugh Factory. Yeah, the Laugh Factory. <laughs> but then, yeah, but then, like, through high school, I was, you know, some other bad comedy Monday. Yeah. Open mic. Um, yeah. I feel like I'm just starting to refine why I was funny as a child. Like, now, in my 30s. Yeah. yeah. And, like— it's it's kind of fun. I think about that a lot because I'm like, there's this, when you're a kid, you're allowed to be funny, but then something changes where you feel whether, I think for me, it was like, oh, guys thought I was annoying because I was loud and funny. Mm-hmm. And so they would always make fun of me. Mm-hmm. And I wanted to be loved, especially by men in school. And so I was like, okay, I'll stop having a personality right. in order for you to like me more. Oh, that sucks. And then they didn't like me more, and then I just lost, you know. You lose a piece of yourself when you, you know, are trying to appease other people. Oh, for sure. But now I'm trying to figure out, I'm like, who am I? Who is this bitch? Well, you— Because I feel like I'm just, you know, a, a product of circumstances, but I need to I need to figure out what that was. But your product of circumstances up. when you were that funny, funny kid, too. Totally, but I like those circumstances. Yeah. It's so complex. I like, know. I do think that going, like, as you just continue doing comedy and, and care less and less yeah. about it, 
and you just like are training yourself to be funny. And then at some point you just kind of stop caring. Yeah, because And I that's think, when you're actually funny again. I think that's still the thing. I think I still care so much. Oh, me too. Because I feel like I have something. I need to prove something. Yeah. But then I'm still hiding, you know, whoever it is that I am under these layers of fear and, you know, wanting to be liked. It's such, it's comedy is so fucked up because like. Well, especially now because so anyone can judge you. Like when you post something like. Yeah. Now it's like, oh, those guys from middle school. Not those exact guys, but, you know, that's the same feeling. People commenting on a video, this bitch isn't funny. It's like, I'll be whatever you want me to be. Does it get in your head? Oh, yeah. Oh, shit. You can't it's look so at that. It's so bad. I know. I posted yeah. I posted um, a bigger comic than me posted potentially their set list on Instagram, and it looks similar to my set list. Not that I think they copied me, just, like, maybe similar thinking. It's... Also, like, you know, it's so an Ukraine, easy Ukraine, thing. Ukraine, Ukraine, yeah. Ukraine. Yeah. It was an easy thing to make. So I was like, I told my boyfriend, I was like, make the clip of that joke that I have. I want to post it. put it out. Yeah. Yeah. And I never post clips because I'm like, I don't like, I want you to come to my shows. I'm not at a place in my comedy career where I just want to be posting all this stuff. Mm -hmm. For me personally, I don't like it. Come to a show. I'm going to I'm gonna get better and better, and once I'm really good, then I'll post whatever the fuck I want to post. Yeah. But I don't want certain stuff that I'm doing now to live on forever. Yeah. Anyway, post this clip, and then I'm like, well, it looks weird if I just post that one clip. So I'll post, like, two more random, like, crowd work audience riffs. So I post these two clips. I put them all on TikTok, too. I'm like, fuck it. I already have these clips. Might as well put them on TikTok. Mm -hmm. One of the clips, like, starts getting more and more attention, but mm -hmm. all of the comments are so mean. And I was, like, about to start my period, so I'm extra sensitive. Yeah. And I'm in New York, and I literally had the thought pass through my brain. I go, oh, I get why people jump in front of the train. Sure. I was like, that seems really nice. Yes. So I deleted the video. Yes, good I was for like, you. this is terrible. Wow. I don't deserve to talk on a stage ever well i mean i don't i don't get a period i just want to put that out there but um when i'm feeling women are like that women are like that yeah some women are some women are like that i just when i'm sensitive if i'm going through something mm -hmm. then i could be so like a bad comment or something like can yeah. hit me so hard and it's so stupid because logically in your head you go it's not that big of a deal this person doesn't do comedy. Yeah. They don't, you know, their one opinion doesn't mean that I am this thing that they think I am. But also at stand-up, you're, like, putting something out that it's, like, you're the writer, you're the performer, it's you. Like, what, it's when, so I've, personal. when I've made sketches with people and put them out and we get weird comments, we just, like, laugh about it yeah. together. Because it's, like, like this look is at a this silly idiot. Video. But when you don't have that support... You haven't, like, made something yeah. with somebody. It's just you. And then it's like, oh, my God. It's, like, so personal and direct. Yeah. And it can hit you so hard. And I was I was telling Mecky after this, I was like, I just want to be one of those people who's, like, you know, confident and, like, strong. And I don't give a fuck about haters. And it's like, but I do so much. Yeah. It really affects me. And I need to learn to <sighs> let that go. Yeah. You need some um, Zoloft. I tried it. Didn't love it. Didn't love it. Didn't. I'm on uh, Prozac. I didn't try that. I tried no. Wellbutrin. I tried Zoloft. 
Yeah. One ticket health insurance. <laughs> Good boyfriend. Selexa. Yeah. He's telling you what drugs to take. Number one Selexa fan. <laughs> Are you on Selexa? Oh, yeah. How many milligrams? Three? Is that a lot? Yeah, it's smaller, smaller dose. I don't know if it's my dad is on sixty, so I don't know. Wow. One day. <laughs> you got to match daddy's prescription. <laughs> goal dad, I'll make you proud. I'll get there. I'll get to 70, dad. I'll beat him. I was just thinking how fucked up it is that like, like imagine this career, like mm -hmm. the, the best comedian you could be is like, you don't give a shit. And you're like this pure, like comedic mm -hmm. joy and voice that you have inside mm -hmm. of you. And in order to have that, like, it, it has to exist with, like, no self. It's, ugh, it's so confusing because it's like, why would you try to, why would you try to create that in the most critical possible environment? Like, that's the career. Yeah. It's like, you need to find this pure thing that is, that exists away from judgment and all that stuff. And in order to do that, you need to be in the most judgmental position possible. Well, that's why it's so hard. Do you like Brene Brown? Is that her name? Brene. Oh, Brene? what is Brenna? she? Oh, yeah. That, she does TED Talks. She's like female Tony Robbins. Yeah. What does she say? Well, she had this video. Pull it up. That was talking about, um, you know, the, the gladiator versus the spectator or something like that. And it's just talking about criticism and people's opinions. And it's like, you know, whatever you do. It's like in this case, like the comedian versus the audience or the mm -hmm. spectator. It's like we go into, you know, the co the comedy club or we go on the TikTok or whatever. And we have people who aren't there commenting on what we're doing who haven't experienced that. Right. And it's like they're in the cheap seats. Right. They don't know the feeling. They don't know the work. They don't know, you know, even if we fail, we at least went in and did it. Yeah. She says it a lot better, but that's kind of the, and obviously I'm watching my sister sends it to me because I'm like telling her I'm suicidal. Not really, but like pretty much. Mm -hmm. And so my sister's like sending me this video and I'm watching it and like logically in my brain, I'm like, yeah, of course. Of course, I understand this. I understand right. the concept. Yeah, it makes it's logical sense. It's brave of me to post a clip of my stand-up on TikTok. I'm a warrior, you know? Well, you are. You're in the arena. But it's like, it's still, they still, no, I guess, yeah, I don't know. When you're in the feelings of it, you can't, that thinking doesn't help whatsoever. Well, I mean, yeah, and also comedy used to exist, you know, before social media, which is like crazy to think about that yeah. it just existed at the comedy club and then like on TV. Yeah. And like both of those are pretty controllable circumstances yeah. where you're like not getting that feedback. You might like once in a while hear something awful or get bad feedback, but yeah. it sounds like so easy. Or it's like people had to be brave and tell you in person at a show. Like someone yeah. had to buy a ticket to your show just to potentially meet you after to be like, you suck. Hey, yeah, I don't really like your stand up. Yeah. You're like, oh, well, thanks for coming out. Yeah. You know? And now people are just sitting on their couch being like, is this supposed to be funny? Ugh. Doctors don't have to deal with this. No. 
Well, you some of them suck. get bad reviews. I love reading doctors' reviews online. On what website? Um, if you, on my insurance page. Okay. When I had insurance, I would look at doctors, and they would have ratings. Oh and yeah, yeah. I guess you're right. I have seen that. But a lot of times, if you like Google it, it's just like their receptionist. Like the receptionist didn't give me advice about the wart on my foot, and it's like, yeah, because they answer phones and schedule. They're oh. not the doctor. Oh, that's so crazy. Yeah. It's on Yelp, I think. If you look up dentists. That sucks to get bad reviews as dentists. I had a really bad gynecologist. Really? Yeah. What happened? In gynecology, that's a sensitive one where it feels, if they're bad at it, then you feel violated. For sure. It was just this woman. Was it a man? No, it was a woman. But she was just so rushed. And I was like, you're in my vagina. Like, have some bedside manner. Yeah. Rushed? Yeah. Like, painful? Kind of. Shit. And just like no explanation. There's just something going in me. And you would like say anything or just like let you can't? No, I, I'm not. I see this is what's bad about me. I have such a hard time. I got these nails done and they were way too long and I told her to cut them. So she cut it a little bit and then they were still too long. And so I was like, just a, like a little bit shorter. She cuts it again. And then I was like, that's too many demands that I've had. So I didn't say shorter another time. Well, that's not that bad. I know, but I just have such a hard time speaking speaking up. Yeah. I mean, I feel like with doctors, though, Yeah. that's the one place where you can be like, dude, no. like, Give me a brain scan. Ouch. Yeah. Or scan my brain. Who was the who was the dentist with the bad reviews? Uh, I forget. I was just looking for a dentist, and I was just like, "Oh, well, this person has like four stars, and this one has like three and a half." So I guess I have to go to the four star dentist, but, but that's not fair. No, and it's like anytime I read reviews on something, it's never accurate to your own experience. No, but it's like if someone has like above three stars, you could probably assume that it's mm-hmm. that they're good. Are you? Read us a good one. Most reading dentist are you on, reviews. Are you on microphone? Well, th- turn your microphone on. Turn your mic on, dude. I can't. Well, I told you to. Well, come over here. We're breaking up. Aww. Because now we have to we have to transcribe what he's saying. Oh, he's sending it. To okay, us. fine. Do you like going to New York and doing stand up out there? Yeah, but it's been so long. Yeah. But I do. It's fun. It's so fun. It's a good energy. Yeah. There were so many shows I got to do. Hell yeah. I got to do so many spots. And then I come home. I'm trying to get one quick set in on Monday because I'm filming the Comedy Comedy Central Central thing on Tuesday at the Lodge Room. And I was like... I want to get one last set in before, you know, it's filmed. Yeah. Literally zero, zero people in L.A. have hit me up about a spot for a Monday Did you just post, I'm looking for a spot? Yeah. Does anyone have a spot? I can do quick little. L.A., when you you do have shows lined up, it's like so fun and nice when you have like good run. Yeah. And you're like, oh, L.A. is the best. Yeah. And then you go for like. Two weeks with just bad spots. And, yeah, or nothing. Or nothing. And you're like, why am I here? It's so crazy. Ugh. I brought my dog with me to New York. Okay. Which was terrible. Why? He'd never been on a plane. Uh-huh. He was freaking out the whole time. He hated the plane. He hated it. He was shaking. He was hyperventilating. I thought he was going to die. And I oh. lied and I said that he was a service dog. But clearly, if you're the person sitting next to me, 
you can see that there's no service being provided. I feel like that's the vibe with every dog on a plane. I'm like, I know what's going on. Yeah. It's not a big deal. Yeah. yeah. I felt so bad. I mean, he was able to calm down eventually, but I was, I was panic texting my boyfriend being like, this is terrible. I'm miserable. The dog is hyperventilating. I don't know what to do. I just want to go home. But like, you're the you're the service dog. I yeah. To the dog, and I'm not even being good at that. <laughs> no one is like you know how people say like who rescued who. It's mm-hmm. like who, no one's helping each other in this situation. Oh for sure. Oh, it was brutal. What's your dog's name? Benjamin. A rescue. Yeah. Mm. He's so cute. Oh, you should bring him. You've met him. Did I? I think so. I don't remember. No, I don't think so. Oh, this guy, wait. Oh. This guy? Oh. He's a sweetie. I thought he was a schnauzer, and then I took a doggy DNA test. I thought he was a schnauzer mix. Yes. I take this doggy DNA test, another one of these $150 tests. Turns out this dog is a chihuahua poodle. Fuck that. I was like, do I get to return it? This is Where'd you get it? At the shelter? On Instagram. It's like a foundation. Oh, okay. Okay, good. I had a girlfriend who bought a dog from like Craigslist and it was supposed to be a Rhodesian Ridgeback. Oh, And she paid like 400 bucks for it or something. Yeah. And it was just a puppy. And then it was just didn't grow into it at all. Wow. It was some weird mutt. It was a cute dog, but we got duped. I I didn't... I didn't get duped because they didn't tell me what kind of dog it was. They actually said like a poodle terrier was their guess. But when I saw him, I was like, he looks like a schnauzer. Yeah. So I was just kind of manifesting. Yeah. But now you're in love. I love him. Oh. Should we read this Yelp review about this dentist? Yeah. Okay. Did people send in questions about me? Um, no. <laughs> Mo did. Oh my God. It's so sad. But I also posted it super last minute. I know. I saw I'll that. I'll check. I might have more. Okay. Okay. Dentist Nick Gregor is an abuser. Oh, no. During my short first time visit, he managed to humiliate me as a human being, a woman, and a professional. He insisted to give me a referral to the orthodontist, which I refused. He coughed directly at me while standing next to my chair and without a mask. He came back a minute later with the mask on. I tried to share with him my knowledge of the med beds technology. He said I should see a psychiatrist. How much more rude and obnoxious can one get? He attempted to destroy my character. I had politely shared with him the way I brush my teeth vigorously. The reason I don't take a jab and had asked, oh, oh, okay. So now we're learning more about vigorously her. brush my so teeth. So she goes from I politely shared with him the way I brush my teeth vigorously. The reason I don't take a jab. So is she talking about not getting the vaccine? The reason I don't take a jab and had asked him. Uh huh. And had asked him then and there not to speak with me in a condescending manner. Boorish man. Individuals such as this dentist must not be allowed to work with people. This is unforgivable to treat a first-time customer, a woman, and a human being, or anyone this way. It sounds like it was really all about uh, her not being vaccinated. (laughs) Yeah, there's like just one subtle little part where she was like, and I don't get the vaccine, and... Yeah, like she probably came in and was like, I'm I'm not vaccinated, but here's a negative test. And he was like, you should get vaccinated. And she's like, I'll fucking burn Are you. Are you serious? Yeah. Am I dentist appointment? You're going to talk to me like that? A woman? A, a woman? A professional and a human being? Okay. 
You're going to rape me with a vaccine? Yeah. My body, my choice. I get to... Doc. True. And she's right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I agree with her. Yeah. You don't have to get vaccinated. I no, agree. you don't. You don't. You don't have to. But it also seems like she really took it out on him. Yeah. Yeah. Ugh. Should we see if anyone else sent in a question? My mom's not vaccinated. Oh, yeah. Tell me about your mom. So when I talked to you last, she was trying to cure her cancer with uh, Eastern medicine and practices. It's not even Eastern. It's like just. Okay. Yeah. No one has sent in a question. Okay. Except for that's so. Mo. And what'd you say? Oh, wait. Uh, someone said, who are you? <laughs> God damn it. Who is... no said this? That was right after our phone call. Oh, okay. I thought that was a stranger. No. <laughs> That's really cool. Aaron Rabin said, who are you? Okay. But I think we've discovered that at this point. At this point. Oh, that's so painful. That's worse than negative comments. <laughs> just no comments. <laughs> it's just, does anyone have questions for Ahmed Weinberg? And a resounding like, no. Huh? A resounding who and a resounding no. Okay. Well, guess what, everybody? I don't care. It May, doesn't I, hurt me. Maybe there's just not a crossover. Ugh. Yet. Thank After you. this episode. <sighs> this episode is really good. This episode is one of the best. If you just say that a lot, people will who are listening are it. like, it was pretty good. It is the crazy <laughs> thing about anything. If you just say like it's it's this fake it till you make it thing. You gotta pump it up. Like when I got sober, I was spinning every negative into a positive. I'm like, yeah, I don't have a car anymore. Crashed it in a blackout, but it's so fun seeing the city in a bus. I go down streets I would have never been down, and yeah, people yeah, yeah. are like, You're doing great. Well, you turn into like that's how actors think. Yeah. Actors are like like comedians, everything could be going so great. And they're like, I'm going to kill myself. Yeah. I hate my life. Mm -hmm. And they're like a billionaire on TV all the time. And then actors can have nothing going on. And literally they're like in the streets and they're like, I'm in LA. I'm doing it. I made it here. This is, this is everything. And it works. Yeah. that It has the to. The power of like positivity actually works. Yeah. That's I really how Tom Cruise to, did it. I really need to fucking get on the positive train because the negative shit isn't working for you me You got to hang out with Mackie. Is he positive? He loves LA. Like I hang out with him and he's just like, LA is the fucking coolest city in the world. It's like, we're all like every creative person is here and look at the, look at this place and the weather. And I'm like, you're right. This place is awesome. Yeah. Like, why don't I think like that? I guess. He's a naive fool, mm. but he's right. Yeah. Yeah. I love him. And it also like when you trick yourself into spinning everything into a positive, you trick your brain into believing it. And in turn, yeah. everything like th bad days can be good because you're like looking, you're constantly looking for the silver lining. Well, also that's like religion yeah. does that for people. I love religion. Oh, me too. When people are like, oh, like you get brainwashed. It's like, wash it, wash it. It wash needs it like a off. soak. It needs two rinses. Also, it can be your own thing. You don't have to like abide by all the rules yeah. to be religious. Do people ever do people ever try and like accuse you of being extra Muslim for any sort of uh, clout, clout or comedy? Because I feel like the joke in comedy right now is like, oh, diversity, like someone's trying to get on lineups or whatever. I don't think people accuse me of it because I don't really. I mean, I used to make 
more content that was like about my identity, mm -hmm. but I, I've just kind of stopped. Yeah. So I don't think so, but yeah. maybe they're out there. Yeah. Yeah. Hit me up if you think that I'll, I'll, I'll take it to the grave. <laughs> I will remember it for the rest of my life and cry when I'm alone. Just so you know. Do you speak any Arabic? No, I don't speak Arabic, but I know I grew up like learning the Quran. Yeah. So I know a lot of the oh, Quran. Oh, Mo wanted to know what your favorite uh, hymn from the Quran is. They and don't he have also, hymns. I know. He also keeps pronouncing it Quran. Like he's in the military, like hoorah. He's like, ask Ahmed about the Quran. The Quran. Um, there, is a fair, there is a famous verse that's basically like, with every great difficulty comes great ease. Oh. And that's like a very like nice thing to think about. That's nice. Because it's true. Yeah. You know, it's basically what my therapist tells me, but through her own white white lens. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Where she's like, hey, when things are going really great, just remember that there can be bad also. <laughs> so don't just think that everything's going to be great forever because you get really sad and it will happen again, you know? Yeah. And then when things are sad, remember that, you know, they can be great. Mm -hmm. I'm staring at Mo this whole time. He's I know. I'm trying to see what his reaction is to you. Normally, he's just That's what that means? Mm -hmm. Inshallah. Inshallah. Thank you. Mm -hmm. <laughs> anyway, my mom has cancer. Yeah. So what's going on with that? <laughs> what's the, the worst, deal with that? The worst podcast of all time. <laughs> like when things go off on yeah. a weird tangent, you're like... Anyway, um, to get back to my mom's cancer. Well, I just brought it up because she's not vaccinated, and uh, is your dad in good health? Yeah, yeah. And how does he feel about the situation? About the vax? No, about well, sure, but in correlation with your mom's diagnosis. Well, I mean, be if you're married to my mom for even a minute, mm -hmm. you know that she does her own thing. Yeah, like you're not going to convince her. To do anything. And is her reason for not getting the vax, like, the science behind it, her having cancer? She's always been a bit anti-vax, okay. you know? I yeah. was vaccinated, but it was kind of like because I had to be. Um, but she—I think she has trauma from, like, a, a bad accident that she was in as a mm -hmm. child. And, like, having scary hospital experiences yeah. and, like, not trusting Western— So many people have that. That's yeah. why a lot of people are afraid of the doctor. For sure. It's from bad experiences. From a bad if guy only now. they had Yelp reviews back then, I they know. could have steered away from these unprofessional— That's what happens when you get in an awful car accident with your whole family. Then you hop on Yelp and try to figure out which Where hospital— Where do we go? Yeah. Well, this place only has four stars, but— <laughs> Someone's bleeding out. Yeah. Is that a sketch? Ooh. Can I be in it? Mackie? Mackie, call him up. Call him up. That would be a funny sketch. Yeah. Like the insufferable insufferable people get into a bad situation. Or you get shot. Yeah. And you're bleeding out. You're like, wait, wait this hospital, I don't think. You have to take a black card to the hospital. You're like, Uber only has Priuses available. <laughs> yeah, being super picky about it. But my mom went to this uh, kind of new age cancer treatment center mm -hmm. in Irvine. Mm-hmm. And uh, it was, like, so interesting for me because I was so freaked out, you know, that she was going to get COVID. And I was on the road and and she was, like, staying with me. Mm. So I'd, like, come back from Texas. Yeah. And then be like, I'm about to kill my mom. Yeah. You know? And it was terrifying. But, like, drove her down to this place, like, a couple times a week. And they were, like, 
very few vaccinated people there and a lot of Trump people, you know, and then like all these new age kind of LED baths and like sound treatment yeah. and like hippy dippy shit. Yeah. Stuff that they were like, actually, Trump actually made it so that we can have this stuff in America. Like he like passed some weird law that allowed more new age medicine to oh, come into the country. So they were like, we love Trump yeah. here. Like he's allowing all this stuff to happen. But she did a, she did a, a version of chemo that was like a, like low dose, like plasma, tr plasma injection therapy, I think it was called or, but, uh. It was just low-dose chemo, and um, it was basically, like, the theory was, like, most people with small enough tumors don't have to undergo all of the shit that yeah. they want you to do. And if—and I was, like, in my head, I'm like, you know, I don't really love all these people, and I don't really like, you know, all the LED bath shit. Yeah. But if I had cancer, I'd be like, yeah, I want to try this first. Yeah. I want the softer, gentler. Give me chemo light. Yeah. You know? Diet chemo. And uh, it put her it put her tumor into like a better, like it's, she still has it, but mm -hmm. it's much smaller and like controlled and it did her, it did the thing. Yeah. So she's super happy about so it. So go Trump. Go Trump. Yeah. Thank you for this new age med. I would literally be in this room where everyone's doing the 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 uh what's it called the chemo yeah and there were just like guys talking about how Hillary Clinton's like the devil. E eating fetuses yeah. and oh my daughter you wouldn't believe this she went to college and they had her tell tell the teacher what her pronouns were uh, can you believe that <laughs> she had to say I'm a woman to the teacher yeah and like just being outraged by yeah. that kind of thing being so upset to just clarify just to be like yeah i identify as a woman yeah because like some people don't <laughs> i'm doing a show i'm doing a you know zach zucker mm -hmm. zucker mm -hmm. so he i guess he's putting on kind of like one of his shows at some festival some hippie kind of festival in philly Ooh. but they did make me fill out a questionnaire not him but the the festival, mm -hmm. they made me fill out a questionnaire. And one of the first questions was like, your full name, your stage name. And then it said pronouns. And I'm like, I think that was maybe like the first time that I had to like fill that out on some sort of form. So I'm like, oh, okay. You know, okay. This is some new, you know, new stuff that we're doing. This is exciting. And then after that, it was like, are there any triggers are there any potential triggers in your show that we should warn the audience about? So then I had to check off all these different things. Things it that was you like, talk about. Yeah, it was like incest jokes, sexual abuse, you know, yeah. all of these different things. And I'm like, that might be a little too much. For you. For me. Yeah. Because I'm like, uh, I don't, I'm like, are, what? What's the protocol? Like, how is this show going to work? Are they going to, before every single comic goes up, hey, this next comic, she's been on the road opening for St. Vincent and Joe Rogan, and she's going to talk about this, this, and this. So if you're, you know, if that's something that's too much for you, then I feel leave. like, yeah, I'm like, I don't know how that's going to play out because I'm like, in my head, if you go see live entertainment, 
you kind of have to expect that someone might say something that makes you uncomfortable or that you don't agree with or whatever. I feel like that should just be a general disclaimer before before but what about before walking outside? Yeah. Like yeah. you might encounter someone who's talking on the sidewalk yeah. about something that makes you uncomfortable. Annie Letterman has she I don't I don't know if it's a joke, but she just kind of is like there's no such like there's no such thing as a safe space. Like you have to create your own safe space. Like your brain needs to be your own safe space. Yeah. Or because like, there's just no way of living where not where something isn't going to upset you. For sure. I agree with that. I mean, I remember I did a show. It was like a very alternative show. Mm-hmm. And one of the comics on the show got like completely naked. Mm-hmm. And obviously there's like Natalie Palamides and like Courtney mm-hmm. Peruso mm-hmm. who does it. And it's so good. And mm-hmm. there's like there's there's an arc to the story. There's some sort of reason for them getting you know, naked. Yeah, yeah. It feels purposeful to the show. But this comic just got completely naked and was like, there literally was nothing funny or like poignant to it. It was just her, them being naked. And it was like, it honestly, I was like, this is so bad. As art. As art. Right. As whatever it was. It just felt like a loony person getting naked. And it was the type of person doing this, who if a man were to do this would say, I didn't consent to this. That person is a predator. Yeah. And it's like, you know what I mean? Men's rights. Men's rights. Thank you. I stand with men. This podcast is based on that. (laughs) But do you know what I mean? It's like one of those weird things where I'm like, I didn't, I'm not walking away from that being like, I'm so uncomfortable. But watching it, I was like, oh, this is weird. Yeah. It didn't make me think about anything and like any sort of broader term. I was just like, oh, this person just got naked because this is how they wanted to express themselves. Uh-huh. And that's fine. Yeah. But it's also like not good. Like fully naked. Fully naked. Because the free the nipple movement, I actually like I'm totally down. I have my nips out right now. I put this on though because I'm still uncomfortable with the movement. Well, just the idea that female nipples are this like ridiculous thing that nobody should see totally. like i understand the the logic behind that but i do think if you are sensitive about uh nudity that you would expect like female and male nudity to be equal yes you know and that like because i'm just curious what would have happened on that show if a man on the lineup ooh. got completely naked Without any sort of heads up or whatever. Because she didn't give a heads up. She was just telling her jokes that were really bad <laughs> and taking off clothes. I hope she hears this. I don't think it's that. going to destroy her. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, so, but like, if you go to a show and you see that, and that did offend you, basically, right? Or it didn't offend you, but it. It, it didn't, was, but it was like, it was something that I thought about. You know, it's something that I'm bringing up now because I just, it made me think like, oh, so we can just, so this is just an art form now. We just get naked to get some sort of reaction. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. I I do think that like you should probably be able to go to a show and like, do you think you should be able to know if there will or will not be nudity? I think you, I think because if you go to a comedy show, yeah, you wouldn't expect there to be nudity, 
Right. I don't think that that's like a very common thing to see at a comedy show. Right. Yeah, I, I think now you would expect to hear about crazy topics right. and things that would make you uncomfortable verbally. Mm -hmm. So I think, yeah, maybe there should be some sort of, sorry. Ugh. Like if the if the thing that I filled the form out for this festival in Philly, yeah, maybe before the show, I'm hoping that's what they do before the show. There's like there's going to be a plethora of topics talked about on this show. There's going to be nudity. There's going to be talks of this, that, and whatever. So if you don't like that, you know, maybe don't participate in this. I don't know. Yeah, it's confusing because it's like, well, if you if you really hate violence, if that triggers you, then you're not going to go to like see wrestling yeah. or like UFC. Yeah. But if you're triggered by nudity and you maybe think like, oh, comedy is a safe place where I won't see nudity. I could see that being like at least confusing. Yeah. And then you would clock it in your head to be like, well, I guess I shouldn't go to like the Lyric Hyperion again, yeah. you know, or someplace yeah. like that. Um, but... Is there know. anything that, like, really upsets you? Like, I talked about seeing people uh, shit on uh, sign language or, like, make sure. jokes about it. Is there anything like that that you get upset about? I don't know. I don't get a, I just get upset at, like, moral grandstanding, you know? And mm -hmm. not, like, triggered by it, but just, like, people that are, like, so much better than the rest of the country. Yeah. And, like, think that they understand things better. And I had to like, cause I learned how to do comedy in LA. So I, I felt like when I first started doing the road, I had to like adjust how I thought about comedy. Cause I realized when I started doing the road, I'm like, oh, not everyone's liberal and not everyone like thinks like me. Yeah. So I can't just be like, well, this is the correct thing, obviously, Yeah. you know? And like people that have that kind of, there's certain things, obviously, when you're talking about like rape and like, like violence and like. Things that are clearly evil, but I don't know to, to just be like I, I'm better than everyone. Yeah, because of this, that, or the other is gross to me. Well, and that's the thing about the comments too. Like when you post something, the people in the comments could be like, "Oh, well, that joke upsets me," and it's like, "Well, then that joke wasn't meant for you." Right, and like everyone has things that upset them. Totally. Yeah. Because I was for the Comedy Central taping. There's a joke that I'm skipping. Like mm -hmm. I'm doing part of the joke that's safe, but I'm skipping the other part because I just know that it's gonna cause, you know, it's gonna cause reactions. And I'm like, I just I don't want to deal with that. I don't want. Yeah. Whatever. But it's frustrating because I wish that I could post that and be like, I don't care. This isn't, this might not be for you. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. It's Have just, you ever done anything on stage that like you had people? to? Yeah. Um, when I did Colbert, I was doing this joke uh, about the N word and it was about how white people, it was just a silly joke that like, like white people wish they could say the N word and they get, they get like really up in arms about it. Not up in arms, but they're just like, oh, it's just a word, you know, whatever. And uh, like, just calm down because white people, we have something we can say that no other race can say. And that's that we can call things bad boys, you know, like. Uh, like a cool vintage car. Oh, look at that bad boy. Yeah. What was the reference? It was like, uh, he said he just oh, HDMI cables. Throw a plug a couple of those bad boys in. <laughs> And it's just a silly joke that's yeah. not based in reality. But when I submitted the joke, they were like, 
well, you can't say the N-word. Like, just that. Yeah. And they were like, you can't do this joke. And then I had to be like, well, what if I just said white people wish they could say racial slurs? And then they were like, okay, that's fine. Interesting. So that was like the one time that I've been censored. did anyone comment on it? No. 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 And the joke still worked and it was fine. Yeah. But it's also like everyone knows what I'm talking about. Totally. You know, you'd have to be dumb to like not understand that. But I don't know. I'm trying to think what else. I mean, I've had people get really mad at me. For doing comedy. What like, do you mean? triggered. Several times. Who's getting mad at you for doing comedy? <sighs> Hermosa Beach Comedy and Magic Club. Why? My audition was to do five minutes yeah. and cold Clean, open. Clean, right? Yes. And uh, packed room, 400 people or whatever. Wow. And I had to... I, I did this joke about... I said my dad was a Jew who converted to Islam. This guy starts booing. No. <laughs> yeah. No. Boo. And I was just like, like, what's up? You don't you don't like Islam? He goes, nope. And I was like, okay, like, what don't you like about Islam? He was like, I don't know, the throat slitting. And this is like Oh my he's God. saying it in this way that's like, you guys know what I'm talking about. Yeah. Like we're all on the same page. And everyone was like, no, we no, voted no. for Trump, but we're not like yeah. you, dude. And it just was like so awful. And then I, I kind of, I like made fun of him, and the crowd was on my side. But it was so weird. And then I went to the, I asked the booker. I was like, if that guy had yelled like "I hate Jews," like would you have kicked him out? Yeah. Or like what would have been the repercussions? Yeah. And he was just like, he's like, I don't know. I is like that's a great question, and I just like don't know how to deal with this stuff sometimes. Because they didn't kick him out. Yeah. But he, like, calmed down. But it was still—I also had a guy in— um, Does that, like, affect you when you're on stage? Because no. if someone were to, like, boo me for saying something like that, just, like, so- a simple fact about myself or my family or my life, Yeah. I feel like I would get—I don't know how I'd react. I don't know. I mean, I, I, I think when I talk about my parents converting to Islam, like, sometimes it does get a, like— what kind of reaction where to them, like the idea of a Jew or a Catholic, like choosing Islam is so crazy. Yeah. And that's fine. Cause you just haven't experienced that in your life. Totally. And it's like obscure. Um, but like to boo it. To have such a reaction. So, yeah. I had another guy in Bloomington, Indiana came up to me after the show and he was like, Hey, that was awful. Oh my god. And I, I had like had a great set. So yeah. I thought he was kidding. And I was like, oh, thanks, man. Like, really appreciate it. <laughs> and he was like, you don't understand. Like, you can't talk about 9-11. You can't talk about God. Like, there's military here. There's people, there's people in this crowd who are in the military. And I realized, like, oh, he's serious and he yeah. wants to fight me. So I was like, I'm so sorry, I didn't mean to offend you. And like, it's all good, you know? Yeah. And uh then he left. And I told the the manager of the club, and he was like, oh, yeah, those guys suck. He's like, if I could have an anti-military policy, I totally would. That's so funny. Because they come here and they get so offended. By, oh, really? Yeah, yeah. They're not down for a good time? They're not. They're not, but they defend the freedom of speech, but they don't, yeah. want, they don't want to experience it. Only when it. it's the speech that they like. Yeah. I, I did a show 
And the manager, I have an opposite reaction where the manager wasn't on my side, but everyone else at the show was. Oh. The manager, I guess, was going up to people as they were leaving saying like, oh, is that too, um, like, inappropriate? Was uh -huh. her comedy too inappropriate for you guys? And it's like, everyone was like leaving being like, that was so funny. That was great. And some guy came up to me. He was like, that was so funny. The manager just came up to me, though, and asked if it was like too you know, offensive or inappropriate. Yeah. And I'm like, why is a comedy club manager booking me and then asking the audience as they're leaving if it was, like, grotesque? <laughs> That's crazy. It is crazy. I've been doing a lot of uh, Muslim stand-up shows or oh. I did this year. And I definitely, like, pushed the... I push it a little bit, you know, like you're not not allowed to curse, but like these are like religious people, yeah. you know, so you can't get into like sexual details or anything like too robust. But um, it's like I respect them so much because they like really enjoy the show. Yeah. And I can tell they're like shocked and they but they c can understand the comedy of it. Yeah. And it's like, well, they're not sensitive and they're like religious people, yeah. you know, so for because well, they're understanding, they're not the ones saying it. If they laugh, it doesn't mean that they're sinning because they're laughing at something that might not be, you know, something that they align with or that they do. Sometimes I see people holding back their laughter because yeah. they think whatever's being said is like too much or yeah. inappropriate. And that's like, I feel so bad for them. Yeah. Because I'm like, you want, I can see it in your face that you yeah. think it's funny, but you're like, I can't support yeah. this. And uh, hey, that's that's life. Trip after trip. Trip after trip. I was going to say it. Oh, yeah. Tell me about the guy in chemo. There was this guy in the chemo room who was wearing a uh, Vietnam hat. Mm -hmm. And he like hated Hillary Clinton and all this stuff. Yeah. And I was just like, I was just like, hey, man, thanks for your, uh, thanks for your service, you know? And he was like, I appreciate that, you know, and and I was like, so you you fought in Vietnam, and he was like, well, I was in the Navy, so we were on a boat off the shore. I actually never was on land. I never saw any action. Yeah. But he like his identity was so much like I'm yeah. a vet, but he literally like admitted to like I was just on a boat, yeah. kind of like watching it all go down. He was like, I was on vacation in <laughs> Vietnam, <laughs> yeah. and it happened to take place when I was there, so. I'm very anti-Navy. I yeah. just want to put that out there. You're just on a cruise, you know? Chill out. My huge Navy audience is going to hate this. <laughs> oh, my God. I do feel like I've probably pissed off some people. It's kind of the moral of this episode, though. Yeah. God, I wish I had a trigger. What are my triggers? Do you like, have you done shows at Dynasty Typewriter? Uh-huh. Because I feel like that, that sometimes the crowd's there. Like I saw Brent Weinbach, who's so funny. Yeah, yeah. I love him. Of course. He's so funny, but he, the audience like fully pulled back at some of his stuff. Of his uh, accents? Yeah. And yeah. you know his joke about MAGA? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like rebranding. Yeah, they were just like completely quiet. Yeah. He's so funny. I mean, that joke, you're going to get that. I guess. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. I've been, I've been doing this thing talking about uh, how my grandma died. And I'm like, 
don't worry, it wasn't COVID. It was uh, the vaccine. And it'll get a huge laugh or it'll get death. Yeah. Because, and the reality is that she died right after she got vaccinated. And it's very <laughs> possible that it did kill her. Yeah. And I'm just like, look, I'm going to be able to talk about this in 20 years without uh, it being weird. Yeah. But just so you guys know, the vaccine killed my grandmother. <laughs> <laughs> I just have to live with that, and we all just have to, like, know that right now. You know what is scary? What? Uh, people having strokes that are possibly related to the vaccine. Sure. That is scary. Someone was just telling me that their barber had a stroke mm-hmm. who was relatively young, like, in their 40s. And they didn't get into detail, but I'm like, I know that there's some links to it potentially causing strokes. Well, I think the reality of the situation, and I'm no doctor. Yeah. And if I was, I'd have terrible reviews. Yeah. (laughs) But I think that the vaccine, like, method is going to save lives and is going to stop the pandemic. And it is probably the most effective way. But in making that, in making everyone get vaccinated... They have to cover up some shit. Sure. They have to throw ivermectin under the course, bus. They have to. People will have adverse reactions. Of course. And and it's like of nothing's perfect. It's yeah. new technology. Yeah. It's like I don't know shit about it, but it's clearly like there's gonna be some awful things that happen because yeah. everyone's taking the same drug or whatever it is. Yeah. Um. It's just weird that you can't. That's why I love saying that joke because I'm like. You're not you're not supposed to say this, but yeah. like, yeah, it's going to happen. I think that's that's the thing that I'm trying to say in some way or another is like it just it sucks when you want to say something, but people just can't. People can't let go of their own beliefs and their own moral high ground to let some people be wrong or to say something that they don't agree with. Yeah. Like the person who got naked at the show. It's like, I don't care. I didn't like storm out of there. I watched the whole thing. I was like, oh, maybe I'm missing something. I want to see. I was taken aback at first. Yeah. But I wasn't like, oh, I'm never going to do this show again or whatever it's just you know it didn't it didn't sit great with me but like i'm not going to roll that out into any other aspect of my life yeah yeah i mean it's just it, the thing with my mom not being vaccinated like of course i would rather her be vaccinated mm-hmm. and that would make my life feel a lot safer mm-hmm. you know but at the end of the day it's like if i was her age and i had cancer and I lived the life she lived and had the experiences she's had. It's like I can't pretend that I wouldn't feel the same way yeah. or be the same person yeah. as her. So, like, it's all just, like, it's easy for some people and it's hard for some people to just, like, take a vaccine. Yeah. And, like, it just feels it just feels gross to be, like, you fucking idiot. Yeah. You know? But a lot of people will really hate me for saying that. Which is so ridiculous because all I'm saying is, like, let my mom choose not to get vaccinated. Yeah. Like, she's an old woman. Yeah. She has cancer. Like, that's 
Let her live Let, how she wants to live. She's keeping the tumor. She's pro-life. Yeah. Oi. Should we wrap it up? I guess. So dark. That's okay. Wow. Ahmed, I love you. I love you You're too. You're so funny. Everyone, go to Ahmed's Instagram. What is it? Ahmed Weinberg. Ahmed Weinberg. Um, watch all of his videos. You're so funny. You're so talented. Thank you. I love being your friend. What? His TikTok. Yeah. You're a great friend. TikTok. You think so? Yeah. I think I could be a better friend. To me or in general? Just in general. What would you do different? Make more effort to see people and spend time with people. Oh, uh, yeah. I don't get. I don't feel that way about you. I see you. Oh, yeah. good. Um, and that's the episode. Okay. <laughs>